0: Hi everybody, this is episode 70 of the Alfie Wattem Technology Podcast thank you all for coming back. Um, as always, we are sponsored by we The place to go if you're an engineering manager looking to scale and grow your team, whether you need react developers with mad front end Picasso like skills, or Java engineers with legit full stack coding alien abilities or dotnet C sharp devs who are Microsoft all day and Microsoft all night. We is a place to go for your top talent. Uh, today on the podcast, I am joined by Mr. Paul Graham. Paul, thanks for joining us.
1: Hi Alfie, great to be with you.
0: Thank you. And um, for the people watching, would you mind just giving us a quick intro into who you are and and the company you work for and, and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, sure Alfie. Um, my name is Paul Graham. I'm Director of UK Engineering for Matrix Software. I'm actually based in Ipswich in the UK. Um, Matrix Software is a Silicon Valley based company based over in the Bay Area. It's been up about 13 years and it's in the mobile um, charging space. Um, My history, I've been in the industry for 28 years. I was previously in a company called ESO Global, which we grew and it got acquired by Oracle. My expertise is mobility, charging, and now I'm into 5G and Cloud Native. That's what I talk on and uh, that's what I've been given recent um presentations on
0: awesome i've seen your presentations they're really good i'd recommend people um search your name on, on linkedin and, and youtube and check those out it's def- definitely worth watching if you're interested in in cloud and in, in 5g and that sort of thing um cool well thanks for joining us today it'd be good to get your your Um, insights into what's happening in in the world um, in these areas. So without further ado, um, really exciting article to begin with from our good friend, Mr. Elon Musk. So satellite to phone companies are thrilled about the SpaceX and T-Mobile partnership, Um, They're getting calls from all kinds of carriers. So SpaceX, T-Mobile, they're coming together. They've got a vision. On Thursday, Elon Musk got on stage with the T-Mobile CEO, um, Mike Siveret, to announce that SpaceX is working with the carrier to completely eliminate cellular dead zones. The companies claim that the next generation Starlink satellites set to launch next year will be able to communicate directly with phones, letting you text, make calls, and potentially stream video video even when there are no cell towers nearby and what's more musk promised all of this is possible with phones that people are using today without consumers having to buy extra equipment obviously pretty groundbreaking stuff in um in the world of kind of 5g and 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 mobiles and and, and that sort of thing um mate you're, you're the expert when it comes to this sort of thing what what do you make of all of this
1: yeah Alfie, this is a great one to discuss, right? It's in the news, satellites, 5G. How does that go together, right? The whole premise of 5G is like low latency, high bandwidth. But when you really read into these articles, right, it, it's um, you know, like the T-Mobile, it's about messaging, right? It's about that kind of blank spots. It's not really talking about you know, um, between video, mass video between two spots, right? It's those areas where they can't get to, Actually, if you think of five G, what are the use cases? Oh, it's high bandwidth. Yeah, okay, it's high bandwidth. It's mobile broadband. Not really applicable in this case. But it's IoT and device density, right? Now we—it's—it's it's a great one for that one, right? Because you know we talk about IoT devices, um, agriculture. That's one of the top ones for um, use case five G. That's not about um, low latency or high bandwidth. That's about having loads of devices out somewhere, right? Now you can imagine somebody like a cattle farmer somewhere, right? Out in the plains, very poor connectivity, but he wants to monitor his cattle. They have his collars, they know where they are. That um, that doesn't need high, uh, low latency, that doesn't need high bandwidth, but it needs connectivity. I mean, these sort of things, that's a perfect use case, right? Um, You have a 5G cell tower, goes up, connects to your low earth orbiting satellites, suddenly you've got connectivity where you hadn't have it before. Similarly, you know, mountaineering, Um, people out in the wilderness. It gives these people the ability just to send messages, right? Okay, it does talk about video, but actually, you know, video is about streaming, but there's also about, um, you know, buffering, right? It doesn't do it really in real time. So we're not talking about real-time applications, right? We're talking about places where it needs some connectivity, IoT, um, agriculture, um, up mountains or where people need enough to get the data downloaded to them right it doesn't have to be high bandwidth doesn't need low latency but it needs to get there in the end so these are perfect applications for it and yeah there are people who are going to say oh yeah you know the laws of physics all that stuff but think about the use cases right think about iot think about just connectivity and it's a perfect thing and i'm reading Bad it this morning you know what they're going to put in the phones it's not about maybe streaming high bandwidth stuff it's about sending emergency messages yeah perfect use case
0: i can imagine if you're climbing a mountain and you fall and you break your leg and, and prior you didn't have any service and, and now you're, you're able to send an emergency message. This could save lives. This could, this could have a really, really Yeah,
1: yeah, life. exactly. Read into these articles, right? People are dissing them, but they're not reading what they're about, right? It's about connectivity, but doesn't necessarily have to be low latency or high bandwidth, right? It's just having connectivity. And it's a
0: perfect use case. I saw that Musk moved a bunch of his satellites, and, and by the way, he he has more satellites now than all other satellite providers in the world combined. He is he is the the king of of, of satellites amongst other things. But I read about him, you know, using them in in the Ukraine war um, to to provide free um, you, you know coverage for for people that didn't have access due to the war and and things that were happening in, in that respect. So um, you know, it's, it's great to see him using his tech for the greater good in in that respect, right?
1: Absolutely, and he does it in economies of scale, right? I mean, he does manufacturing. He, he manufactures his rockets. He manufactures cars, yeah. and he has his processes to bring it down as, and he has his reusable rockets, right? So he can bring the cost of launching and putting these satellites up to a minimal, and that's why he has so many up there, right? Yeah, um, yeah, he's got the inner process, and now he's going into telecoms. So we we better watch out; because yeah. he's coming after us, right? I
0: mean, you know, uh, PayPal, Tesla. Space A, Neuralink, yeah, yeah. and now, now telecoms, right? So, uh... But it's
1: end-to-end thinking, right? That's what it's got. It's joined up. Um, and what's after telecoms? Well, it's the services through telecoms, right? It's the things we talked about, IoT, like the connectivity, and the services behind the connectivity. So those are the next things he will be going after
0: cool that that leads us nicely onto the next topic on on the the area of, of, of service so um trump backed truth social allegedly owes 1.6 million in unpaid hosting fees um there is mr trump so his conservative social media safe haven truth social is being accused by a vendor of non payment of upwards of a million dollars in hosting fees according to a report from fox business on thursday the allegations come from right forge an internet infrastructure company and one of truth social's biggest vendors and creditors if true fox business reports it would suggest that the social media platforms finances are in significant disarray and like i mentioned to you earlier paul i'm not interested in in your political opinions as much but just from a tech perspective what does this all mean
1: yeah what what it means is well i've been in a mobile charging for years and and prepaid right and we have these processes called dunning. And dunning is the way you manage debt collection, right? Now, if somebody owes you a debt for a service, you, know, you don't cut them off because you still want their business and that's very aggressive, and then they'll come back to you. Right? You've got to, over time, um, you sort of limit their service. You still let them use it, but then you've got to engage with them and recover that debt. Okay. And it's like any debt recovery, right? It's, it's a two-way thing. You, you want to help them, um, cutting off their service would mean you'll probably not get your paid your debt because their service goes, right, you know, completely go. You need, they need to work with them in some way to help them um, build their service up again, recover the funds, and pay your debt. So one of the processes is called Dunning, um, where you notify them about, you know, you need to pay your debt on this certain time over a yeah. period. But you also need to collaborate with them. Um, they're using your services after all, right? You know, they're using your hosting. And maybe your model isn't set up properly, right? Um, maybe you need to work with them. And uh, I think we'll see a lot of that in the in the future. I think AWS does the same sort of, you know, so, you know you, if you have a debt, you've got to work with that organisation that owes you the money, right? And figure out how you're both going to work together to recover the debt and help their business, right? It never helps anybody just to cut them off or whatever, right? Um, But that's the nature of debt collection, and when you're working together in um, collaboration.
0: Yeah, could they, if they if they wanted to, could they just turn off their app? I mean, do they? Does it work that way? Given that they're the provider. Yeah, but they
1: can they can go somewhere else, can't they? I mean, it's a split the main name and an app. You know. Yeah. Hosting service is the back end, and they can move it somewhere else if they want to and carry on. I mean, that does you no good at all, does it? Maybe they're going to count somewhere else you you're better off working with them
0: yeah no, it's, it's interesting um you know they they picked that infrastructure provider presumably because during the um the, the months when trump was was suddenly banned from everything um a lot of the hosting platforms also also banned um you know they banned as well. So I think you know the the reason I've gone with that particular company is because it's not AWS or as you were or Google Cloud where, where they're being banned from. Um, it's, it's kind of uh, interesting to see how much power in that respect the these big cloud companies can, can wield and you know when it comes to that. If 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 you're somebody, you know, and, and you've got a platform and and you're you're yeah, banned but... from them, what what would happen? Are you Why... in
1: why do you need cloud providers in the first place because it's a convenient way of hosting your service right it's not the only way i mean if you can't get a host service then you can go and buy yourself some servers and put yourself on the internet where you go right you know it's not the end of the world i mean yeah yeah, we go with the cloud because it's the most convenient way of managing services right again it's economy of scale um aws have the underlying infrastructure and they have good infrastructure, which you can use. And all the services go on top. All those services on top don't have to reinvent the infrastructure that AWS has for you. But there's nothing stopping you building your own infrastructure, right? Um, I mean, cloud-native things like Kubernetes, Yeah, people think it's hosted. It doesn't have to be hosted. It can be on your own servers. You can all have our on-prem Kubernetes in cloud-native. Um, so that's the point, right? I mean, it's, cloud hosting is very convenient, right? It turns CapEx into OpEx, but it's not the end of the world. If you can't have it, you can build up your own, and you never know, by doing it yourself, you might build your own hosting service and set it to other people, right? So
0: from a from like a market share perspective obviously AWS is is the giant azure has got pretty good market share as well google cloud is it's pretty small yeah. and you have got a million tiny tiny ones do you ever see in the distant future aws being uh, you know in in trouble by by some other upcoming cloud provider could it could it happen or are they too powerful at, at this point do you think
1: I can't predict the future, right? <laughs> if we'd say 20 years ago that a bookseller was now the dominant player in cloud yeah. hosting, you'd be laughed out the room, right? But that's the case. So who's going to be coming next? We don't know. As we said, it's probably somebody who um, wants some kind of hosting service they can't buy themselves or acquire, building it in their garage on servers, and then deploying it for other people. Yeah. Right. We can't foresee that, right? You know.
0: It better cheaper faster you know it's always... we can'
1: we can't yeah we can't we can't foresee that technology moves so quickly we cannot see the next trend in um this this area right yeah. these but, but, companies have it at the moment, but who
0: knows yeah I mean like you know you said it was started at a bookstore the the CEO currently of, of Amazon was the chap that that built AWS and, and obviously that, that's become the largest part of of the entire group and and, and the business so um, yeah. it's crazy because, because the, the...
1: he needed um, his, comm- um, online service, yeah. e-commerce service, to be on some kind of platform, and he built the platform. Then identified that others needed this platform as well. That's how it came about.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a no-brainer, right? Build them side by side. I mean, you know, one of them needs the other one, and and, and vice versa. Um, yeah. Okay, on on the topic of AWS, Azure, Cloud, um, final news story is all about Microsoft as well, Amazon. They've had to cancel several new data centers. Plans for Ireland data center facilities have been shelved. So proposed new data centers for Amazon, for Microsoft in Ireland have been blocked amid concerns surrounding power shortages and supplies. Obviously, we know what's happening in the world um, when it comes to Mm. this area. So Amazon were looking to invest up to two billion um, in a bid to expand its data center operations in Ireland, which has become a key location for data handling facilities due to its proximity to Europe and North America. And I'm pretty sure the, the tax in, in Ireland might might have a, a role to play in that as well. Um, however, the, the Times have now reported um, that these new connections that it's not gonna happen, it's on hold, AWS to Microsoft Azure sites have been effective. It's all happening. What, what what's your take on this, Paul? Yeah, as you
1: say, it's probably it's probably a balance of energy data centers are intensive, right? Um people no longer subscribing to certain services. How many of us during um, COVID lockdowns or sat at home subscribing to every possible streaming service possible and, and now having a cut back because of the cost of living, right? Um, this has a knock-on effect, services, online services aren't um, used as much anymore. The, the subscriptions are coming, rates are coming down. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has a knock-on effect, right, on the hosting. And I'm sure it's impacted here. Um, I mean, there, there's a do- direct correlation between things like, yeah, how much money somebody has to spend on free things, Yeah. So that, spare, that spare cash, subscription services, and the amount of um, data centers and things like that required, right? Uh, yeah, and energy going up as well. Yeah, it's gonna cost a lot more to run these places.
0: The, the energy like parts that. are interesting, right? Cause it's, it's crazy to see that um, the whole cost of living thing, it's not just affecting the average person, but, but the biggest companies in the world are, are, are taking that into consideration when, when making their decisions.
1: Absolutely, there's a knock on effect, right? I mean, it's just not us at home keeping ourselves warm. It's the manufacturing processes, you know, travel, airline travel, all that sort of thing, right? Um, Then it increases at the cost of our goods, the the services we buy, we can't buy as many, then it goes back into the economy, and the economy shrinks, Yeah, and and that's what happens. And, And the shrinking back of the data centers is directly related to the bigger economic issues.
0: Yeah. One of the the most common, um, suppose, layperson questions when it comes to these data centers is is obviously you, you know it's, it's it's a great idea for for companies to do it's it's uh, cheaper it can be scalable it, it, you know it's rather than you hosting it keeping it in your office you know you you can outsource it um, what what would happen if um, there was some horrific event with one of these data data centers where you know some natural disaster or, or some power outage and it, and, it, and it shut it down to to, to a massive large facility. Do, do these companies have have backups on backups to prevent this sort of yeah, thing? Yeah,
1: they they they're professional. Like right? they have backups on backups. right? That, no doubt about it. Your your data is safe. It, that, that's what their um, business is based on, right? Yeah. Your data your data is safe in these places. Absolutely, without no no doubt about that okay um yeah they'll be backing up between the data centers and you know um, the way these things work you, you're not just dumping your data on the one disk in a data center right you know that the, the information is spread off across you know disks and centers and everything else right highly uh, high availability on the uh, storage
0: is that typically the case as well for the um the smaller providers like that the example that Trump was using
1: I don't know, but I assume so right I mean everybody has their own processes in place right to sure. to copy data so um yeah i I'm, I'm sure it is i can't I can't speak for them right I'm in telecoms we are absolutely you know we are high have a high availability services um that are the very heart of everything we do is based on high availability and not losing data right that's the fundamental we we run on something called the 59s that's you know basically your service is always available um, we're managing client data um in charging space we're managing money basically accounts yeah right uh, everything is yeah it's backups on backups on resilience right without doubt and actually if you do it in a smaller provider you're probably more aware i'd say you know you'll probably check in more um, if you, you go with aws you based on their reputation you're probably going to rely on what they give you right but you know the, these are professionals um, that's what they offer right so without a doubt it's it's resilient
0: it's crazy to see how valuable the data that they a uh, hosting and, and, and storing has has become you know the data is has become the new oil or even worth more than oil for the lack of a better word. I mean you know in, just just a decade, yeah. a decade ago that that was a would that have been been like the the common thought in terms of that would have been a thing, but but it is it's um it, that's reality of the situation.
1: But imagine storing your family photos on one of these places and losing the whole lot. Like right? I mean that's a big deal. right? you know it's, it's these kind of things is that's important to us yeah and uh you know we almost all of us must take into consideration backups and the integrity of data storage
0: yeah yeah i've recently done it in a much 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 smaller example but um you know password managing apps for example i had been yeah. using one for, for for years and years and and i remember one password and that gives me access to um all of my passwords you know hundreds of them on on an app but i came to the realization that if if something happened with <laughs> that site i'm i mean i'm in trouble if uh, if if that data yeah. was lost so um you know having a backup of of that just seemed like a sensible thing to do right you know ne- never Trusting a company completely with, with with that type of information and and that that amount of data.
1: You know, I go all the way back to you know like five, thirty years of using computers, where my it's in my mindset to copy things, right? You know, I would not do something without making sure my data is backed up. Absolutely not. You know, my my personal data is across things, physical disks, all the rest of it, right? Um backed up, put somewhere else. You know, you've got to maintain, take your own responsibility on your own data.
0: Yeah, you see it with, um, like social media, like people that that spend um years and, and 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 thousands, if not millions, creating amazing content, and then and then boom, account gets closed or so they get hacked yeah. or, or something, and then that's all lost. So I've got into the habit of you know storing everything on on, on Google Drive and and even you know, on OneDrive, and and you know these are these are small examples, but um seems like a common sense thing to do, really.
1: Absolutely right. Put it on a physical drive. Give it to a family member. You know. Have that kind of resilience.
0: Well, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Paul. It was good to get your your opinion, your insights, your your perspective into what's happening in in the world and in these topics. I'm sure if people have got questions on 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 five G, on on cloud, on on data that they, they can reach out to you on on LinkedIn and, and get get your your opinion and, and that sort of thing. So thanks very much for for coming on the show. It'd Be good to uh, speak to you again perhaps in in a few months um, when there's some, yeah. some new news in in these areas. Uh, that would be a good idea. And uh, and thanks to everybody for for watching as well.
1: Absolutely, Alfie. It's been great speaking to you. Hope to speak to you again in the future.
0: Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Good
1: you. Time.